Life can be a little crazy sometimes. In these bizarre moments we live in, we need a podcast to bring us together, to inspire others during all this chaos. Who? Who will step up to the challenge? I'm Sean Graves, though I can't fix everything. With the help of my guests, we can help inspire each other. Today's guest is Kasia Posey. And um, the reason why I asked... What? Why are you laughing? (laughs) I could just... I keep a straight face. I can't. You can't. I'm smiling at you. Okay. It doesn't work that way. Start from the beginning. Today's guest is Kasia Posey. And I brought you onto the show after uh, weeks of like putting this together and um, really trying to put together a, a solid idea of what season two should be more about as opposed to season one, which was like really a trial and error. But of course with this season, uh, rising up against uh, adapting with COVID and especially with making this, you know, a me only show, um, trying to get it all together. One thing that stood out for me when it came to you as a person is that like, yeah, we go to work every day, but then like, what do we have on the off hours? And what you do on the off hours is really fun. It's, it's wrestling, right? Like WWE style. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Like, for example, like what got you into wrestling? Uh, oh Lord. So back in my day, which was that? Cause back to my day was like <laughs> 2000 and people who I work with and people who listen to the pod, they were in middle school or probably actually, you know what? One of the guys who I work with, when I say 2000, they were just born. I'm trying to think like who's older, me or you? I'm 28 for the fourth time in a row. We're the same age. (gasps) Yes! Yes! 88 babies! (laughs) Yes! Somebody that gets me. No, seriously. Like, we were, like, turn of that uh, century. Class of 06. Exactly. Um, We got a lot of 90s horrible CGI movies. Yes, but they were Like, hackers. Or oh. that one where Keanu Reeves is like, he like downloads information into the back of his head, like I the Matrix. That movie. And yeah, I don't remember what it was called, but. Not the Matrix, you're talking about. The other one, where he puts on this shield thingy and he has the gloves. Yeah, it was like. <laughs> it was it was really like I remember because it was like low budget John Wick meets yep. Matrix. Yeah, before John Wick and the Matrix were a thing. It was terrible. Yeah. I still loved it. And we also had Napster. Oh, we had Power Rangers. We had the Power original. Rangers. Yep. We had Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon. Oh my god. Oh. I here's the thing about Pokemon is that oh, elementary school. I, in middle school when Pokemon hit, I was probably in sixth or seventh grade. And the thing about it was nope. we were fourth grade. You were in fourth grade? We were in fourth or fifth grade by the time Pokemon made it here. Because it was right before, and this is for our generation. Right. That was right before Cartoon Network started Toonami. Yes. With Steve Bloom as yep. Tom. Right. Yeah. Um, crazy. And for me, I don't remember. I remember Spice Girls hitting it hard in fourth and fifth grade. I remember the Spice movie. Spice World was the album to listen to in fourth and fifth grade. And Sixth, the movie was awesome. And the movie was awesome. Except watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh, I get the movie now. Because <laughs> when I was watching it younger, I was like, whatever, it's just five chicks on a movie. Like, I didn't understand the alien bit. I didn't understand the whole premise of the movie. I can't movie. rewatch it. Me neither. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. 
Okay, but anyways, back yeah, yeah. On so topic. What, I'm sorry, like we're uh, just reminiscing about 1988 babies and going through the 90s and 2000s. <laughs> but in the 90s, WWE was a huge thing. Uh, and wrestling was, was a huge thing. Yeah, I remember that was, next to Simpsons, like every we were coming week. out of the what they call territory era. What's territory? Uh, era? Territories. So wrestling started in territories. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was territories and states and then it was like regional and then okay. it was all that and then it was uh in the northeast up by like new england area uh-huh. that was ran by vince mcmahon senior okay so baby vince mcmahon now <laughs> his dad right and then um later on uh that started to like move around. They started to bring people in. They started merging a bunch mm-hmm. of other stuff. Um, so we were getting right out of the territory days. Okay. And that was when WWE was huge. We had the Attitude Era. Well, it was WWF. Well, it was, yeah. Right. WWF. World Wrestling Federation. And then we had uh, WWF. And then we had WCW. Oh, yeah. And later on, we had ECW. But um, it was it was like that time where wrestling was huge. Yeah. And we had, on WCW, you had NWO, and you had MWO Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. And then you had some of the best talent on WCW. You had Goldberg, you had mm-hmm. Big Sexy Kevin Nash, you had yep. Scott Hall, you mm-hmm. had Macho Man, Hulk Hogan. The Hurricane. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, it's funny all that, like, those were huge. I feel like with our generation, we can name off, like, th- there were, like, the greats. It's kind of weird how it was, like, yeah. as you go through the decades, it's like, you could tell which one you're a fan of, because for me... Um, mankind. Yeah, Mick Cactus Foley. Jack. Yeah, Mick S- Foley. Same, same people. <laughs> One had a and sock. dude love and dude love. Yep. Uh, Stone Cold. You mentioned him. The Rock. Uh, See, Sting. And what you're talking about was outside of Sting was mostly WWF. Yeah, and that was the only thing that was on telly for me. For though. me, I loved the days of Nitro. WCW Nitro was awesome because you had the uh, Nitro Girls. Mm -hmm. You had it was like a concert, Mm -hmm. like hell. They even had a guy called the Demon. Mm -hmm. His debut was with Kiss. Yep, and Kiss played their music and all this other stuff. And he was a Kiss-looking wrestler, right? Um, With the um. The uh, white and yeah, black. he looked like Gene Simmons. Yeah, exactly. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, we had Juventu Guerrero. There was oh my god, Eddie Guerrero. There was Psychosis. There was La Parca. Mm-hmm. That was the day when they took all the lucha stuff and they incorporated, it, and it was actually huge. Mm-hmm. Where the cruiserweight division was actually incorporated with all the other guys, and it wasn't just a separate thing like it is now. Mm-hmm. And then you know you go to WWF, and then you had people like Trish Stratus, Deborah, China, Triple H. Yeah, rest in peace, China. Right? Damn, my idol. Um. You had Lita, the Hardy Boys, yep. in, like, their prime. Right. You had uh, Edging Christian with Gangrel and the Brood mm-hmm. before they went and did their own thing. Yep. Like, watching that era was huge. Yeah. The battle of WCWWF. Yep. Who's going to be the bigger company? Right. And who's going to go where? And then... ECW came out, and then it was just a love triangle between all three. Right. And, yeah. Oh my god, it was it just blew up. Yeah. And I used to watch it with my mom and dad because at that point, I mean, it's like what Carol Burnett said is that like this podcast, you're welcomed into the family household with the television exactly you become a part of the family and i mean it was another one of those you know macho male with mm-hmm. really hot chicks and that's what 
gets the viewers at the time. It was you know? also yeah. a lot edgier mm-hmm. back then. Because it could get away with a lot more. And well, yeah. people weren't as woke then as you they are now. You couldn't do half of the sh- yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you I can, can swear shit. on it. It's okay, oh, sh- yeah. okay, shit. <laughs> you can't do half the shit that they did back in the er- Attitude Era. Right. Because if you did, you wouldn't have a show. No. There I think was. the most intense thing that I've ever seen, there was two in particular, was um, there was a snake hidden underneath the the ring, and then there was this other... Well, I mean, they do it now, but... There was the Jake the Snake Robbers versus Macho Man, and he actually had the snake bite Macho Man. Yes, and that, I think that's where my fear of snakes came from. <laughs> <laughs> Single-handedly, because I was like, oh, that's real. That. Um, Edge and Lita mm-hmm. had a, like a simulated sex scene in the middle of the ring. What? Yeah. I must have missed this. Yeah, it was on, they had a whole bed set up, everything. And it was uh, initially supposed to be him and Vicky Guerrero, but it ended up being with Lita. Oh my gosh. Or uh, Vince McMahon having Deborah uh-huh. skimp down to her bra and panties and walking around barking like a dog. Like, that is some edgy stuff like shit. that you cannot do anymore. No. Yeah. And it was to sell him as the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, you can't do that. Because right. if you do that now, then... Well, there's a lot of people with, you know, sticks and yeah. uh, pitchforks and everything. It got just ready very to go. PG. Mm-hmm. Um, to the betterment? Uh, well, I wouldn't say that. Hmm. Because back then, the wrestlers had a lot more creative freedom. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, um, it's very scripted. Hmm. As far as, like... Wait, wait, big wait, wait, wait. wwe wait, wait. Is, is are you telling me that the world wrestling federation was scripted to an extent yes <laughs> because not like, that's like one of those like I'll, remember back in the 90s it was like it's scripted no it's not yes it actually is. back then it wasn't as scripted it was like maybe 10 percent scripted i would come to you say hey so-and-so did this. This is the goal. Go do it. And you would go figure it out. Okay. Uh, that's actually how Stone Cold Steve Austin came up with the Austin 316. Oh, okay. Because uh, I think it was Jake the Snake was doing some religious bid at the time. And then Stone Cold comes out from the hospital. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, uh, Jake just cut this promo on you. And he was quoting Bible verses uh, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, of course, everybody knows John 3.16. Mm-hmm. So using that, mm-hmm. that was when he said, Austin 3.16 says, I just whooped your ass. And he oh. said that live. And it wasn't even a thing yet, but then it became something. Damn. Um, it was like the stupidest shit. Yeah. It's what made him. But that was the creative freedom that they were given. <laughs> um nowadays you you stick to the script. You yeah. don't veer off, you don't ad lib, nothing. Damn. And like growing up on all that as a kid, like I was in theater, I was in martial arts, I got to be in wrestling, amateur mm-hmm. at high school. In junior high. So, like, I was geared towards going to wrestling. Okay. I, I just loved it. You know, you see the stuff, and it's like, these people are famous, mm-hmm. and they're doing something fun. Mm-hmm. Like the roller derby, pretty yeah. much. Like, it's taking an idea like roller skating and turning it into a sport. Exactly. I'm like... Okay, I get to be physical. My job would be stay in shape. Mm-hmm. And I get to act. And maybe 
make a lot of money, and people look up to me. And break an arm in the process. You know, maybe get famous. Yeah. You know? That's what, that's what as a kid, that's what all of us thought, of, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to WrestleMania. Yeah. And then you realize it's not that fucking Well, I mean, easy. even, like, when we were, like, in middle school, it was own a skateboard and you, too, can be oh, Tony God. Hawk. Oh, God. And have your own video game and everything. <laughs> I own Pro Skater. I, I made my own park. I did that. <laughs> you were the guy. You I were was that, that kid that uh, kicked downstairs. Yes, I was. You were that kid. <laughs> but... Yeah, like, I love that stuff. I I keep forgetting I'm on a thing where I can swear. I love that shit. (laughs) So when I got to the point where I was actually able to go and try out and train and learn or whatever. What was that point? I was... uh, Like, when do you feel like you know you're you're ready? Well, I graduated in 06. Mm -hmm. Uh... I was in Georgia. I think I tried to look up a school about 07. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being the closeted queer person I was, which I was coming out and everything, okay. um, they uh, basically told me that I was wasting my time. Because? Because I was queer. It was homophobic okay. stuff. Uh, okay. Basically that I would not sell. Oh. That even if I trained, I was this phenomenal wrestler that I wouldn't sell. You know, that makes a lot of sense in, like, 06 because... It was different. It was different then. because, like I said in... We like, still had think, Don't Ask, Don't Tell. We did, but know? we also had, like, for years before that, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was mm-hmm. new on television. So we were... The demographic that we're a part of was just starting to become again and we didn't allowed have... into the household yeah by the television like there were know? already people that were gay into wrestling mm-hmm. um uh for instance uh pat patterson mm-hmm. who wrestled back in what shit 70s mm-hmm. the 80s yep and he just had to be closeted but everybody knew behind closed doors that he was a gay man mm-hmm. they just can't say it mm-hmm um, well, and for then like he, a while, I mean, yeah, Goldust, yeah, and other artists such as um, Chris Isaac, yeah, you know, for a hot minute that was a thing, and then it was like, but he's like, he's a '90s specialty situation yeah. because you move up to '06 and we have Adam Lambert, yeah, you know, but it was where they were. Selling him as yeah. that rock guy, and then like it was, was uh, so not. Oh that. wait, he's gay, right? Oh, I just thought it was pretty boy with a guy liner, you know. Okay. Right, and so then you're like, know. oh no, he's gay. <laughs> yeah, like, and now he's with Queen. Like he is really gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hi. So. <laughs> How but no, you... we had people like Goldust. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I thought, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And I dealt with uh, people being kind of like, okay, it's cool if you're that way, but you know, just don't make advances at me or something. Okay. And I'm like, hey, just because you're <laughs> a guy that's in shape doesn't, doesn't mean, mean I want you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You have to be very egotistical to think like, oh, I'm so desirable yeah. to a guy in the bathroom that if anything was to happen, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand up for myself. Yeah. I promise that's not going to happen. And if it does happen, that's not a demographic of people that normally are in the restrooms. Exactly. It's so funny that, like, I was thinking about this. You know, if I invite friends over, I only have one bathroom in the house. Some houses have two. You go in, you lock the door. You go in, you lock the door, you do your business, you get out. And, like, less than a decade ago was, you know, about sharing, you know, making uh, Mm -hmm. bathrooms 
for both sexes. We're uh, one just, of very few countries that still segregates bathrooms. So. Yeah. Like, but you go to Europe, yep. not a problem. Doesn't make a difference. Nope. Go in, take a piss, yep. take a crap, leave. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, wash your hands, yeah. but then leave. <laughs> Don't forget to wash your hands. It's so uh, important but, these days. Yeah, that started when I was uh, about oh, 07. Okay. End of 06, so beginning 20. of 07. You're about 20 years old? 2021? Uh, shit. See, 06, uh, 07. I was probably about 19. Okay. And then just hearing the misogynistic stuff, the homophobic mm-hmm. stuff, and I was just like, you know what? I really don't want to deal with this. If this is what the business is about, like, no, not for me. Mm-hmm. And it put, like, a bitter taste in my mouth. Right. So Did then, you think that it's better that you get that bitter taste now? Yeah. Or, like, would you think that being in the business and then getting that bitter pill... I'm I'm just I think what made me most bitter was that I missed out on my prime mm. of, of being young, really in shape, super healthy. My body wasn't falling apart yet. Um, some of my younger injuries hadn't caught up with me yet, mm-hmm. and I probably could have done some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. And what I would have loved was what if I had done my wrestling career, I would have been 10 years in now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in my 30s, I'm transitioning mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be with like people like Nyla Rose, who's AEW, or mm-hmm. Candy Lee, who's a, a trans female wrestler in the UK. Mm-hmm. I would have grown up in all this mm-hmm. and who knows it might have taken me somewhere else but now it's I'm 10 years in the Navy <laughs> right. I'm, I'm two years two and a half years training in wrestling right. and I'm in my 30s and I'm like well, show you a lot my body is falling apart <laughs> <laughs> like because of People, the excruciating training you go through, yes, or and, and obviously everything else you've you've well, people don't too. think about being trans as being physically inept, mm-hmm. but there are some things that hmm. you have to take into consideration when you're training. Hmm. Um, for like trans men, mm-hmm. I say that they're probably the luckiest of the trans because. When you're taking testosterone, it's a hell of a drug. Mm-hmm. And you could get buff, you could be strong, all that. Yeah. Going the other way? Mm-hmm. Um, With estrogen? Not so easy. No? So if you're at the beginning mm-hmm. and you are taking, a, let's say, a, a testosterone blocker, and you're taking your estrogen. Mm-hmm. Well, you still have a pretty decent amount of testosterone, which is going to help you with your muscles and getting in shape and keeping your weight down and all the other stuff. Right. And not to get too personal, but if you had partial bottom surgery mm-hmm. to remove the boys mm-hmm. or the girls, however you want to say it, sure, then you don't make testosterone anymore. Right. And then, if you're in my case, then if you're not making testosterone, and then you're just taking estrogen, Mm -hmm. you are literally pushing your body to stay in shape on only estrogen, Mm -hmm. which is not really possible. Right. It's hard. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's just so many things you have to take into consideration when you're doing this. Mm -hmm. Your body doesn't repair the same. Mm. Um, You have to be very, very mindful of how your body feels. Mm -hmm. Like, um, my right hip flexor always hurts. And that's a martial arts injury. That's just a thing. Um, My back always hurts from training 
Um, right now, both of my heels hurt because oh. I did what they call spiking your foot, where I came over and I hit my heel really hard oh. because I didn't put my feet down properly. Oh, no. Um, like, little things, but I know how <laughs> to take care of myself. little things, yeah. <laughs> yeah, little things. Or, like, my neck hurts. Sure. But that could be wear and tear. Mm-hmm. It could be I laid wrong. Mm-hmm. But I can't go to a massage therapist right now. I can't go to a chiropractor. I can't go to any of these other people to actually take care of my stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm just screwed. And I just live in pain. Currently. <laughs> and then I take and I do Epsom salt baths, mm-hmm. lavender baths, yeah. rose baths mm-hmm. with rose petals and oils. Um, take care of my skin. I and this is funny. I'm one of those people that I I use mouthwash for everything. What? Well, look it up. There's like a bunch of shit you can use mouthwash for. And one of the things mouthwash is good for is helping with bruising. So I will take and I will take a mouthwash bath. Huh? And I would just soak with Epsom salt in that. And then I just sit in there for like an hour watching YouTube or whatever. So, but these are just things that I have to try to figure out along the way. It's like when I started, it was easy Mm. because I was the macho guy, chisel body, started on hormones, and then, oh shit, I'm growing boobs. There's not really like, for example a how-to book no like because to there be honest, is no book so <laughs> are are you crafting a chapter in this um uh, i i wouldn't say i am because there are people like i was saying like nyla rose mm-hmm. she's been wrestling a hell of a lot longer than i have mm-hmm. and beautiful woman gets in the ring she looks like a beast she messes you up and then you have uh, the other side of the spectrum. You have Candy Lee, mm-hmm. and she is this beautiful Asian girl from the UK. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing this a lot longer than me. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say I'm chiseling a chapter. I'm chiseling my chapter. Mm-hmm. And I've been told by a lot of people that I'm an inspiration, mm-hmm. and it's more so to do probably because of the military. And being a person of my stature in mm-hmm. the military. And I also am a wrestler. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I do both of these things. Yeah. And I do it proudly. Right. And, and I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. But it, it really is because, like, as I stated in the beginning of the show, is that, like, these are, in our world... It's crazy times because people get so focused into just what's safe. And then if you're not in that bubble, that personal bubble of what is safe, and you experience people like you, it, you have one of two choices. Either shun it or go, this is really fascinating and I would love to learn so much more. Yeah. And I'm already learning so much more just because of asking, how did you get into wrestling? Your persona on stage, how did you create her? Um... Where did she come from? <laughs> from a dream? From a novel? Um, neither. Um... From television? <laughs> some kind of role model? A song? Okay. So, oh, how the hell do I start? So, well, I love China. Okay. Okay. Yeah. China was Rest my idol growing up. Mm. I thought she was a trans woman. Mm. I didn't know. I saw this, some, this person who kind of looked trans. Okay. So, I used to love watching her wrestle. Plus, she's the only WWF to WWE intercontinental champion that was a female in a male category fact think about it back then intercontinental championship was only for the men yeah she was the only female to hold that title that's cool so it's it's kind of like a respect right you have to respect that she 
moved waves and mountains mm-hmm. for the women's division. Mm-hmm. And I wish, you know, things didn't end the way they did for yeah, her. But right. that part I don't idolize. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but her in the ring, she was phenomenal. Uh-huh. The only person nowadays that I can even look at and go, okay, they're kind of close to what China used to be if not potentially better, and that's Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Just the athleticism and just everything, the stature, just it's ridiculous. Yeah. So so my character of Danica Bloodwin, mm-hmm. it's... Where did so, the name come from? All right, so... A Ouija board? No. So it took me forever to figure out this name. Originally, I was going to go by Ziva, Z-I-V-A. Mm-hmm. Um, and mainly because I'm a huge NCIS fan. Right. Yeah, so Ziva's kind of a badass. Right. And I was like, oh, simple name. China was one name. Ziva, one name. And then I thought about it. I was like, eh, I'm not really a Ziva. I don't look like a Ziva. (laughs) So I started playing around with the names. And then I was like, some of the wrestlers I actually like now have a first and a last name. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I went online. I looked up, like, baby names. I looked up all these other names. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, what kind of character do I want? Well, I want to be, like, this dark goth type of character. Okay. okay, so let me look up some Wiccan names, some pagan names, some other names. Sure. And I just found the cool ones. And I pulled them, and I put them down, and I Like, start... put them on, like, a sticky note? Kind of, and then yeah. Just kinda, like, started, like, dark. putting them together, you know? <laughs> and then... Um, my dead name, my original name is Dan. Mm-hmm. My son's name is Danik. Mm-hmm. And then because I'm Polish Native American, I wanted a name that kind of meant something. So I came across this name and it was Danica. And I was like, well, you know what? There's that model, mm-hmm. you know, named Danica. And I was like, well, if I ever make it big, and you search Danica, my name will probably pop up with hers mm-hmm. just because of my name. And right. I was like, okay, let me try that. Let me go with the Danica stuff. I, I play yeah, homage I run into to my... the same problem, personally. Yeah. Like, you type in Sean Graves on Google, you're going to get... Sean oh, Connery. No. No. There is a Sean Graves. Oh. And I'm not saying that, like, we're competing in life, but there's actually three. There's myself... Which has done all these things from podcasts to music to books and uh, all this uh, chapter read, like, you know, audiobooks and stuff like that. But then there's a Sean Graves from a band called The Graves. Oh, okay. Which you'll see in TV shows, like on a poster for, like, Shameless. Oh. Yeah, there's a poster. And then Sean Graves. Um, he was a victim at the Columbine shooting. And he goes around America and he talks about gun violence in schools. And all three of us look nothing alike. So what we need to do (laughs) is need to put you in a Thunderdome and just let y'all battle it out. You can be the only one. Right. (laughs) Right. I'm not saying that there is a competition. But there's a competition. Here's my thing. If you type in (laughs) Sean Graves, you're going to get... Sean Graves, Columbine victim. Who's still alive? Thank God. If you type in Sean Graves, you're going to get either Sean Graves from The Graves, and then if you put musician, then you get me. <laughs> That's how Google figured it out on its own. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. But, but I get you. I get you. Anyways. Danica's going to be one of those things where... That you put in that name, I would come up. Yeah. And then I was looking up uh, last names. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at, like, pagan and other last names and whatever. And because I'm pagan. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? They always say that whatever your wrestling persona is, it needs to be you and crank it up to 11. Oh. That's what they always say. Okay. So I was like, I was looking, I was like, Danica Sender. No, that doesn't work. Danica Crow. Oh, that sounded pretty cool, but nah, I don't want to do the crow thing. And then mm-hmm. I keep going down, keep going down, keep going down. And I saw Bloodwind. I was like, 
Danica Bloodwin. I'm like, it has that ring to it, yeah. you know? Yeah. I was like, okay, my character is a biker leather mama. Danica Bloodwin. Sounds Soul. like a bad bitch. Yeah. You know, you think I about fuck it. I with her, really. <laughs> and then, because I do alternative lifestyle, I'll just bring it that, that quotes. way. Sure. <laughs> I was like, so what can I play around with? Sure. Okay, she's a biker leather mama. She's a biker dominatrix, or she's a mistress, or something. Okay. Try to play around with the character a little bit. Mm-hmm. Something interesting, not just, I'm a biker and I kick your ass. No, let's give some complexity to the character. Mm -hmm. I was like, nicknames, Mistress of the Highway. That's got a ring to it. And everybody's like, oh, so like a trucker prostitute. I'm like, that is (laughs) not what Mistress of the Highway stands for. Maybe the, oh. (laughs) Yeah, they, they went way left field with that. I was like, that's not what people get when you hear mistress of the highway it's like it's, mistress of the darkness Elvira yeah style. it's just yeah. i say mistress of the highway like yeah. i'm the highways mistress like right. i'm a biker the whole freedom thing mm-hmm. and other people got it they understood <laughs> it's just certain people were like oh prostitute i'm like no no hell no do like totally the help if i would have done like in that moment where I described to you, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm so-and-so mistress of the highway. And then you're like, oh, a prostitute? Head tilt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mentally. People forget that where... mistress I'm gonna has get... a lot <laughs> of meanings. I'm like, oh, good Lord. And then um, I started like playing around with it. And then come to find out the name mm-hmm. actually has... A literal meaning. Danica? So, Danica means morning star. Which, biblically, the morning star is either Jesus Uh or Satan. Right. Satan, in a lot of fan films or whatever, is known as Lucifer Morning Star. And then, Bloodwind had a meaning that was not even close to what I thought it meant. Means bear flower. Not even close to what I thought. Not even close. Yeah. I was like, oh, blood wings. No, not even close. But it's morning star, fair flower. So in literal words, Satan's flower. (laughs) Mistress of the highway. (laughs) Mistress of the highway. Exactly. So then it's like, oh, like devil at the crossroads. And now I can play around with all these elements. That's awesome. Bring in paganism, Wiccan, voodoo, battle with the devil, like all this fun stuff, because I love Supernatural and Sabrina. It was kind of my shit. Sabrina back in the 90s. Yes. The new one was good. The new one was good. I actually haven't seen it. You need to, because they're canceling it, so you need to watch it. Why are they canceling it? I don't know. They're doing one more season, and they're going to cancel it. Huh. But you need to watch it. Uh. It is really really I mean, good it's funny that like that sabrina couldn't even outlast the sabrina i know on tgif and it's actually better wow yeah it's like supernatural meets like a bunch of other elements it's nice. fucking good you need to watch it well now i'm gonna be sad that it's going it's away. good but anyhow so i came up with this character and then mm-hmm. played around with it and I was starting off with the whole, I'm the strong, silent type. I don't mm. say shit mm. because I hate my voice. It's funny to have a voice I hate because I, too, grew up with that feeling yeah. in my life. And a lot of it was because of bullying. Mm-hmm. Did you get that? I So I I have my my trans voice as people call it and mm-hmm. then i have my natural voice mm-hmm. and i hate the natural sound of my voice because mm-hmm. there's nothing femme about my voice mm-hmm. my voice is deep as hell mm-hmm. which to sound like this i'm all up in my nasal cavity and mm-hmm. it, it sucks i hate it mm-hmm. um 
but my voice is so so deep so i was always worried that in the heat of the moment i'm gonna say something and i sound like this really macho southern guy which is the exact opposite exact opposite of how i look on it because like my chest isn't all that big it only grew so much and so i pad my chest okay and i use a sports bra it helps to hide it and all that but i have curves i have a woman's figure so i wear jeans i wear the shirt and whatever and when I'm in the ring, yeah, you could tell I'm a trans person. Or, in the eyes of at least two little girls, I was the most beautiful, macho female they had ever seen. That's awesome. I know this because they pulled me aside and told me this. <laughs> and they were like, you were so pretty. How'd and I was you, like, oh. How did you feel when I cried. Happened? I cried. And I hugged In them. front of them? Yes. Oh. I hugged him. I was like, thank you. I was like, but y'all know I lost, right? I don't even <laughs> think didn't that care. matters. Like, because you're a superhero and a real life superhero. What it was. To it, these it was like, it, for me, I, I got to be their China. Yeah. I was China for these kids. Like China was for me when mm-hmm. I was younger. You're channeling that archetype. Yeah, it was is energy, insane. and it was coming through you, and they got that. And it, like my fiance was there, and um, one of our other friends was there, and they were like, "Oh, that's so sweet." I was like, "I know. I'm gonna go over here and cry. I'm gonna go Just give me like five minutes. Give me a minute." <laughs> it was it was so surreal. Yeah. I've never thought that I would get that that's when you know you're like holy shit i made it i'm yeah. at the point that i wanted to be right i actually i made it i'm that, there so last i'm week, a girl that wrestles last week i talked to khadija and she told me and she you can listen to that episode uh that we make up these like imaginary marks mm-hmm. that if we don't hit them we're not good enough. Yeah. Did you oh. have that walking in? Oh, yeah. I, what were they? So... For you and for wrestling and... I was I was in this mentality that nobody wants to see a trans wrestler. You don't want to see uh, a he-she or a lady boy mm-hmm. or somebody that looks like a guy in the dress. Mm-hmm. That was all of these, like, little things I was putting in my head. Mm-hmm. You put them in your head? Yeah. Or were they well, imprinted I mean, into your head? And it didn't you, help. You evolved I that. mean, society. Right, really yeah. Didn't Our help, society in the 90s know? was not, yeah. And then, so my fiance goes, it, it, they call me Mama. Mm-hmm. That, that's just the nickname. Right. And they were like, well, Mama, go and do it. Check it out. Just yeah. You don't know until you try. You love wrestling. You watch it with me every week. I was mm-hmm. like, uh, okay. <laughs> so I go and I talk to this guy. This back when I was in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I go and talk to this gentleman named Benny. And Benny is a wrestler named B-Boy. Okay. Who I follow. I used to follow his stuff. And so I go and I talk to Benny. And, and he was like, hey. He goes... I don't see a guy. I don't see a girl. I see a student. He goes, you have a long ways to go before you even think about getting in the ring. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Neutral playing ground. Mm-hmm. I'll give this a shot. Mm-hmm. So I go to training. And it took them a little bit with the pronouns, but it wasn't hard. Everybody saw me. They were like, hey, girl, how you doing? Get over yeah. here. Um or I get in the ring, and they made sure guy and girl like you were trained the same. Good. Okay. There was no. I like Hi, that. you're a girl. Let me take it easy. Right. No, hell no. You're gonna get the shit knocked out of you. You know, it's funny because like going through training a couple years back on self defense, like we worked with. Are you okay? Yeah, hip flexor. Okay. okay. It's been uh, really, really tight. Oh. Um. I we think had, I got a hernia. I'm not sure. Oh, we had girls and well, men and women training together, 
and one of the instructors was also female. And so she'd get dressed up in the uh, hit uh, garb, and uh, we would have to like box. Uh, red man. Yep. Okay. So uh, we're boxing, but she's like, no head hits. Can't do that. Just in the box, right? So uh, I was raised by my two sisters, and of obviously you don't hit girls. That was the first rule <laughs> ever laid down, you know? And so I went up to Michelle and I said, I can't hit you. You have to hit me first. Oh, God. I know it's so bad, but like, yeah, I can there see is that. this wall. And until like you me, break it, I, I, I can't I get defend myself. I will defend myself, but I will not be the first to strike. And I get it, that, because when I train... If you're the same size as me, yeah. I'll, I'll wrestle and we'll hit each other. Sure. We'll do whatever. We'll yeah. train. Yeah. I have a really hard time getting over training with guys half my size. <laughs> like me. I'm it's, I'm a very small oh, structured guy. It's a, but... No. Like with you, I would be fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll but, take us outside. <laughs> no, I would though. Like, I don't know what it is. Like. There was a couple of times I've trained guys that are like, they're short, mm-hmm. maybe a, you know, buck twenty, buck thirty, buck okay. forty. Well, I'm a buck fifty. And a yeah, half, but so... you have the height to you, yeah. so it's it's not. I I don't feel like I'm gonna break you. Oh, thanks. Okay, <laughs> but I have trained with guys, and it's just like, uh, I guess I feel like I'm bigger or stronger than I am. Uh-huh. Because when I see myself in the ring with other guys that are that size, I'm like, holy fuck, I tower you. <laughs> and it makes me scared to, like, pick them up, slam them down, <laughs> or I like... slam them, and I'm like, oh, are you okay? Yeah, because you can't <laughs> like, say I'm sorry. <laughs> like, are you okay? That was one of the hardest lessons I ever had to learn was the vocabulary of stopping saying don't say you're sorry. Don't say you're sorry. Just be like, are you okay? Are you okay? okay. That's the safe word. <laughs> are you okay? Yeah? Awesome. Roll out. Go, go take a break. Get some water. I feel like shit. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Because I would feel like shit if I did like a shoulder throw and mm-hmm. I may have fucked up on my end, but they recovered. Yeah. But I would be like, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Are you okay? There were only a couple of times where I would literally have like an oh shit moment and say, I'm so sorry. Because I knew on my end, oh, yeah. I had that responsibility and I accidentally threw that out. What was really you know? great, uh, getting a little bit back on topic for us. Yeah, yeah. It was when I trained down at Level Up in San Diego, mm-hmm. I literally, I transitioned at the beginning stages or early late stages of my first year going into my second year of hormones Mm. and i would dress up i look like a girl i learned the ropes of how to work the shows um training and all that Mm -hmm. and by the time i left i had a good appreciation for the business Mm -hmm. the business and the art or like both both both. okay but when I saw it in the ring and watching, I'm like, damn, this is awesome. This is a shit that I could get to. Yeah. And then coming up to Fresno, I was like, oh, fuck. Do we even have a wrestling school in fucking Fresno? Mm-hmm. Like, is there one out there? There's one school mm. that is reputable in Fresno. Mm-hmm. And it's Best of West Wrestling. And it was uh, the one that was recommended to me to go to. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. I'm going to hit them up, message mm-hmm. them, say, hey, I'm coming from B-Boy. This place. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm trans. Is that going to be a problem? Hmm. They made it a point to tell their guys and girls that, hey, we have this person coming in that's trans. If you have a problem with it, leave. That's so awesome. Because they have a zero tolerance policy for... Anything that is bigotry, homophobia, the whole nine. Yeah. Uh, you don't body shame. Well, I mean, we give each other shit. But <laughs> but it's like you don't go into somebody because, like, 
who you are. Right. Right. If you're racist, you don't get the train there. Right. If you're homophobic, you don't get the train there. Right. You don't even get to be a fan. They don't even care if you're paying them. Wow. You will get kicked out and you don't get your money. So it's, it made me feel good. That's very mistress of the highway of them. Right. <laughs> I, I felt happy going to this place. That's awesome. And I hadn't even created Danica Bloodwin yet. It mm. was with the help of... Um, she's still like a little baby. Yes. What, she like first term, second term? Not even second at Not that even? time. Okay. But then when I get there, there was a, a guy named Josh there. He helped me like kind of like put it together. And then I had a lot more guidance from my coach, Mike Rains, who was like, you know, with the kind of character you're trying to go for uh-huh. knowing martial arts and MMA and stuff like that, because I'm a, I'm an instructor. Mm-hmm. He, he was like, that works, but maybe not for the character. Hmm. He's like, there's a difference between knowing something and utilizing it correctly for your character. Mm. So he's like, when I think of your character, a biker, this types mm-hmm. of things, mm-hmm. he's like, I think more of like a brawler mm-hmm. or powerhouse. Right. Like, Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm. Triple H, mm-hmm. The Undertaker, mm-hmm. maybe China. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of mix and blend some things. Because I'm thinking of like a couple of uh, characters from our childhood. Oh, yeah. oh God, and we Yukrishi, have. We had so many. Yukrishi pops in my head. Rikishi? Uh, Rikishi. Yukrishi. Rikishi. 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 Big and Samoan. He actually runs a school in L.A. That's so cool. Yeah, Knox Pro down that's, in L.A. That's awesome. Him like, and like he, half he was, of the Samoan dynasty. Right, because you know he has that big build. I remember and he used it to, to lie cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that so, fucking worm in the dance. And, right, oh, it was awesome. Yeah, Scotty like, too hotty. He was he was a big guy, and he yeah. Still he, is. He ain't lost weight. No. <laughs> but uh, he he definitely played that as a part of his character, mm-hmm. you know? And he just in the butt. That, yeah. <laughs> his so, face. Right. So, God, um, I would hate to take that. Oh, <laughs> my God. There are just certain moves I just don't want to take in wrestling. Do you have a special move? Um... I don't really, because I'm still a baby. Okay. In a lot of this, I'm considered uh, what they call a green, okay. like a greenhorn. Got it. Right? I trained for two years before I ever debuted. Mm. And that was more like personal and professional reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's my... a lot of pieces moving. Yeah. You just got to yeah. take about as good a management as possible. Yeah, in that it, whole it was just trying to find the, the opportunity to like, hey, I want to get this experience. Can I finally get a student show? Mm-hmm. Can I hop in on something or, you know, whatever? Mm-hmm. And my coach, uh, we we had done like some festival stuff. Mm-hmm. I got to be in a couple of battle royals. Mm-hmm. And battle royals are very basic. You know that hey, you're going to be the final four, or hey, you're the winner. And if you don't go into either one of those, you know that at some point before you hit final four, you're going out. That's all you know. Wow. Just get in there, beat the hell out of each other, do some fun stuff, get yeah. the hell out, and go in the back. Right. That's your job. So I did that for a festival. My first match ever was at the, uh, oh, God, it was like the, peanut festival or something i don't know some kind of festival <laughs> and it was up in merced festival. and i forget what it was or uh, or no it was like uh oh no potato festival it was the potato festival up in merced right so it's another you know shut up <laughs> all right so I, we were going to this thing and i asked hey can i go because mm-hmm. they're doing a battle royal or right. royal rumble whatever and i was like can I get in on that? They're like, yeah. Do you have a gear? I was like, well, I got shoes, shirt, and a pair of pants. Because um, I don't wear anything special. I just okay. wear a tank top, blue jeans. So, okay, nothing crazy right now. Right. Um. I. But we go to this, and I get in the battle royal. And then my friend Josh Harmon was with me, and so they were like, hey, 
do y'all want to get in on a match? So they had me tag with Josh. My very first legitimate match was Mm -hmm. me tagging with my friend Josh Harmon. In a match against my coach and a guy named Daniel Torch. That was my first match ever. Wow. It was terrible. But... But a good experience. Yeah, because I didn't know a lot. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand the psychology of wrestling yet. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand how to put a match together. I Mm -hmm. had a hard time remembering when you did what. Mm. I didn't have that experience. Mm -hmm. So my coach literally walked me through it. And, of course, with me and Josh. Josh is this guy that's like half my size. So us as a tag team, I look like the muscle. (laughs) The first thing I did, as soon as I come in, he gave me a what they call a hot tag. I hop in, and I run across, and I, spiel, I spear Daniel. Mm. <laughs> first thing I did. And they called it, but I did the spot completely reversed from what they told me. Oh, I was supposed to spear last, and I speared first. Oh, my god! But I called something on the fly, and I still made it work. Okay. Um, so that was my very first match ever. My actual debut was at uh, UEW in Long Beach. Mm. Underground Empire Wrestling against uh, my friend Disney, as we call him. Mm. Uh, he goes by Couch Potato Carl. Couch Potato Carl. Yeah. He Which comes out. All these potatoes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just realized. But he comes out. He's a juggalo. Okay. So you have this biker chick versus a juggalo. And at this show, just the fact that he was a juggalo, I got over as a baby. I was a good person. <laughs> and they just wanted to see me kill the clown. Oh. That was their that was what they wanted. Oh. I had to kill the clown. <laughs> okay. Do you go off of what the audience wants based um, off of which character comes out or No. No. So the promoter's Does gonna tell you go one, two, three, shoot, and then it's like a rock, paper, scissor. Nope. The promoter tells you. Oh. So the promoter's going to go, let's say you and I wrestle. Sure. Promoter's going to go to you and me and say, you're the baby, you're the heel. So good guy, bad guy. Oh. Uh, heel, bad guy, baby face, good guy. Okay. Makes sense. There you go. Terminology, sorry. <laughs> so you're the baby, you're the heel. You're going over. You're the one that's winning. So if oh. you're going over, you're winning. Okay. So he goes, you're going over. You have 10 minutes for a match. Go figure it out. Make it happen. They don't care. Unless it's a storyline-based match, uh-huh. the promoter might have a, a idea how he wants it or she wants it to go. Uh-huh. But ultimately, they're just going to say, you're the baby. You're the heel. Here's how much time you have. You're going over. Figure out the match. And make it a good one. Well. And, yeah, it's not as easy as most people think. That's so vague to figure out at that point. And that's that's where the experience comes in of knowing how to construct match, what goes where, how does it make sense. Mm And usually you'll take somebody that's more junior and you put them with somebody that's more of a veteran. Mm-hmm. That way the veteran can help and, you know, you build learn. Yeah, yeah, you build you up. Um, my first match at Best of the West, I had asked a friend who was a vet. He's a vet. Mm-hmm. A guy named Anthony Rivera. He mm-hmm. is the handsome devil. And I saw his gimmick and I was like, I want to wrestle him. Like, this is a match I want, Mm -hmm. you know? Because he's this handsome devil, comes out with a whip and a flogger, and he's wearing women's lingerie. Yeah. And so, we, uh, he he agreed. He did my student match with me, and it was a funny match. Everybody remembers it. And it wasn't even a main show. Oh, wow. His gimmick is he messes with the people sexually. To throw you off. So you don't want to do nothing. Huh. So our story was, what if he wrestled somebody and they liked it? Oh. And I, he was tweaking my nipples and (laughs) put my hand down to his junk and 
grabbing my chest and I grinded it on on him. So 1990s wrestling Very. is where we went back to. <laughs> Somebody was even chanting, you know, keep it PG, you know? Oh my gosh. Like, oh yeah. It was, it was so much fun. But that was my first match. Like my first legitimate Fresno match. That was like the one, you know, even though I'd done, done mm-hmm. like one or two before, mm-hmm. but that was like, to me, like that was the first legitimate match like i had an entrance i got in the ring that was just part one of my two-part episode with kasha posey and her wrestling career and the beginnings of it and of course there's the second half so stick around for next week and you'll hear the rest of the story meanwhile check out seangraves.rocks for more content on inspiration music and blogs and audiobook chapters being read thanks for the support